Hey everyone, we're back this week with our new health series called Hormone Happy Hour that I do with Kea Perowit, my dear co-host on the series and co-founder in our business, Bia Wellness. And every Wednesday, Hormone Happy Hour will feature an in-depth interview with a leading women's health expert. Each expert will teach you step-by-step how to eat, think, and move in a way that is designed to help you feel great and create an abundance of energy in your life so you can build your own empire. Empire. Now let's jump into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Yasmin, you shared a story in this interview. And when you shared it, I thought, oh, wow, I went through the exact same thing. And it hit me that this must be a universal experience for women going to their gynecologist or their OB. In my situation, I went to my OBGYN and said, hey, I want to get pregnant soon. Can you run some tests? and look at my hormones. And she said, sure, I will. And then she did. And she said, everything looks fine. But what she didn't explain to me is that our hormones fluctuate sometimes day to day. And so when we run our labs every month as a woman, it matters. Like literally the day of the cycle that we're on can change the results of our lab work. And this is so important for women to know when they're wanting to get their labs done, which is a huge part of what we discussed today why when you get your blood work done during your cycle matters and how to kind of understand that whole process. No, I love that, Kaya. It's so true. I've definitely been there. I'm sure so many people listening have been there. And I love that we get into all the weeds of labs on this interview today. And also what I loved about our conversation is the importance of getting into the root cause of hormonal imbalances. I know, at least for me, I was on birth control for so many years because of my debilitating PMS. And that was just a band-aid. And I got off birth control and it was even worse. So we get into the details of what we can all fundamentally do to impact hormonal balance and really get to the core essence of what can make us feel better. A hundred percent. This episode is all about functional medicine, which is the future of medicine and how we can take our health into our own hands with simple everyday things, lifestyle practices. We talk about what lab work to talk to your doctor about. We talk about the root cause of hormonal imbalances and so, so much more. Our guest today is Dr. Cyana. She's a board-certified family medicine physician and medical director and co-founder of Prime Health. She utilizes a combination of her conventional training and passion for personalized functional medicine in order to uncover and address root causes of illness and long-lasting relief. Her area of expertise ranges from thyroid and digestive disorders to autoimmune and hormone conditions and more. Her most recent areas of interest and research are surrounding the intricacies of women's health and hormones, which is perfect for our audience. We think you're gonna love this one, so let's get into it. Sayana, we're a big fan of you. I'm excited that you're here and there's so much for us to talk about. I wanna talk about our healthcare system. You know, it has so many incredible strengths, but there are also some weaknesses. And unfortunately, in our BIA community, we have a lot of women that come to us and feel like they're dismissed or their doctors aren't really hearing them for what they're going through. So I'm curious from your perspective, why do you think our healthcare system is broken, especially when it comes to maybe treating chronic disease? Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why I think people nicknamed the American healthcare system, the sick care system. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think mainly because our healthcare system is based on health insurance and health insurance reimbursement. And from the beginning, like a hundred years ago, when health insurance was started, 
it was really started for catastrophic care for things like ER visits, hospital hospitalizations, you know, things that would cost so much money that people wouldn't be able to pay for it. And now it's kind of permeated our entire healthcare system, including chronic disease management and even prevention of health of disease. So that's where things get a really get really hairy because insur the insurance model is built to pay for more procedures, more things that pe that people are getting done, more medications prescribed. The system makes more money and pharmaceutical industries make more money, hospitals make more money when more things are being done. So unfortunately for people that are you know, being cared for for their chronic diseases, that doesn't mean that that the incentive is to get them better, because when they're better, they're not going to the doctor, they're not getting taking medications, they're not going getting hospitalized, and the system doesn't make money. So, if you think about it in that sense, our healthcare system is just completely built on a model of sick care, and people who are trying to get better are just getting lost. Um, and, you know, that's why functional medicine is such the, the antidote to that, because we're most functional medicine practices like ours, like Prime Health in Denver, like we don't take insurance for our time, for our services. We can't because we're spending hours with our patients. Our, you know, our shortest visit is 60 minutes long. Um, so that's unheard of in the regular medical care system because insurance will not pay or reimburse a doctor an adequate amount of money to justify spending that much time with their patient. So when you're talking about chronic diseases, they're very complex. They can have all kinds of root causes and it takes a lot of patient education too to kind of you know get the patient to understand how to take care of themselves so they can get past that illness. And it takes so much time and the the healthcare system right now it's just not built for that type of care so that's why with functional medicine you know it, it can get really expensive because you're having to pay out of pocket for your doctor's time um and you know we try to do our best to try to make it as affordable as possible but that's our way of beating the system our way of you know getting past the insurance model of short visits and needing to prescribe and do and procedures and all of that is just not even taking insurance. I love the way that you explained that. I remember somebody saying, you know, there's so many strengths to conventional medicine. For example, if you're having a heart attack or you broke your leg, like don't go to the functional medicine doctor, go to the ER. <laughs> don't come to me right? for that. Yeah, right. Yes. Like, we have a lot of strengths. We're able to treat people who have a very serious issue very immediately, which is amazing. But when it comes to chronic conditions, there's something missing here. I'd love to talk more specifically, you know, the, the population that Yasmin and I work with are women who often have very mysterious symptoms. Often it's PMS, debilitating cramps, just issues around their menstrual cycle. They've identified by the time they come to us that it's a hormonal imbalance, but they're not really sure what to do with that. So how does functional medicine treat, for example, a hormonal imbalance versus conventional medicine. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us know that the conventional approach to most conditions, including hormone imbalance, is to give some type of prescription medication that will kind of suppress the symptoms. And in in the case of hormone imbalance for a woman, that's generally birth control pills. 
Um, for instance, you know, if a woman has PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or heavy menstruation, or painful periods, or irregular periods, um, you know, birth control pills is kind of like the antidote to any hormonal imbalance because what does it do? I mean, it basically is an artificial um, synthetic hormone that you take and it tells your body that it actually makes it think that it's pregnant. So you don't ovulate. And then you withdraw the hormones during that week of placebo pills and that makes your uterus shed and you have a period. But it's not really an actual cycle because you're not ovulating and it's not a natural, your hormones are not actually even being produced. These are all just reactions to the medication, the synthetic hormones. Your hormones are not doing that. So it's a, it's kind of a workaround. It's basically just, let's just not figure out why this is happening and let's just give you a medicine that's going to make you cycle in this very, you know, predictable way. Um, and suppress the symptoms. And that's pretty much been the solution for, I mean, millions and millions of women who have been dealing with issues. But the problem is it's not getting to the underlying cause and therefore they come off of it, you know, 10, 20, whatever, however many years later and the symptoms come back or maybe things are even worse because mm -hmm. it's now been decades that they haven't been dealing with the actual underlying issue. So, I mean, I fell in love with functional medicine because it actually allowed me to do what I went into medicine for, which is to get people healthy. And it does take a lot of time. In functional medicine, you know, whenever a woman has a hormonal imbalance, we know there's an underlying reason for that. I mean, women are incredibly blessed and cursed at the same time to have this monthly sign that, you know, things are going right or things are going wrong. Like it's very clear to us intuitively. Like if we travel a lot, if we're sick, if we have a ton of stress that month, if we're not eating right that month, not sleeping, you know, all of these different factors affect us so much. And we know that our period can get affected by any of those things. So it's, it's just, it's really awesome because we have that, like that clear sign, like something is wrong. But it's also kind of stressful because we're like, what is going on? And, and we can feel so lost and women can feel so unsupported um, by the conventional approach of, you know, here's a birth control pill. Let's not, you know, dig into what's going on here. Um, so in the functional approach, I mean, we have so many ways of of dealing with hormonal imbalances because there are so many different reasons for why it could be happening and we do dig into what those could be. So, you know, we have a two hour long intake with our patients, first of all, um, and that allows us to really dig into their lifestyle, their nutrition habits. You know, what kind of work are they doing? Are they super stressed all the time? What's it like at home? You know, that kind of like psycho, psychosocial, emotional situation. We talk about, you know, we, we do an entire extensive blood panel. We check for deficiencies of various vitamins like magnesium and zinc. Um, and you know, we can, we can address toxins, all these different things that can, that can make a woman's cycle go awry and hormones get imbalanced. And, you know, we have examples of people, for instance, I had a patient who came into me, came into our clinic with extreme period pain to the point where she was like on the floor of her bathroom, you know, every month, you know, in pain, had to take pain meds, you know, that was the only thing that was offered to her. And then, you know, we basically 
changed up her diet a little bit, gave her magnesium, zinc, some fish oils, and literally resolved. I mean, I took care of her for a year and every single period after that was totally fine. Like didn't even require Advil. So, I mean, it, it's not always like so easy and so quick like that, but that's just one example of how, you know, the functional medicine approach is so different and can create these long lasting changes. I love that. And I want to kind of go back to, I know with functional medicine, if someone's listening, they're like, dang, like I don't have the resources maybe to go down that route. But I want to say like, the, you know, can I are so passionate about bringing experts like you want to to, for them to really just start thinking about what kind of questions are you asking? How they sh how should they be reflecting on their situation? And like you said, there's so many, for some people, lifestyle and food shifts that actually could make a fundamental difference. And, you know, for me, I was that person on birth control, had no idea what I was doing, but I was on it for like 20 years, always had bad cramps when I was 14. And that's why I took it. I came off of it and it was debilitating. Like I literally, it's crazy to think that that used to be my life with just horrible cramps like your patients. And, you know, with supplementation and seed cycling, at least for me, one one month for me, I was like, wait, what? Like I can actually have control of how I'm feeling with small tweaks like this. And obviously that's what opened my mind to functional medicine and why can't I started the business. But I just want to encourage people that there's so much that you can do. And hopefully, you know, through conversations like this and seeing what's possible, it kind of opens up their brain because I know functional medicine and spending, you know, money is not for everyone. So I just always love to, to caveat that. And, you know, I'm curious, you mentioned a few things in your practice on, you know, the questions you ask and the things you do. What would you say are maybe, you know, some of the common reasons that women are suffering so much with hormonal imbalances from your perspective and from what you see? Yeah. I mean, some of the most common things that we see are poor diet, um, inflammation, which can have a multitude of different reasons and, um, stress. I would say that those are the top three reasons why women have issues with their, with their hormones and their cycles. Um, I mean, those three things, you know, as women, you know, we have this incredible power within us, like, you know, our menstrual cycle Every single month, we have the ability to get pregnant, to literally create a life inside our bodies. I mean, that is like an amazing amount of power that like we hold in our bodies. And for our hormones, you know, for that to happen, our hormones need to be working in this perfect symphony. Um, and it is a fragile, unfortunately, situation because, you know, creating a life takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of power, you know, to create a life, a lot of mitochondrial, you know, energy. And that, you know, mitochondria is the energy source for our bodies and most concentrated in our, in our eggs and our ovaries. So anything that throws off that balance is going to mess with our hormones and is going to decrease fertility. So, you know, when you talk about what we're eating, for instance, like, you know, what we eat is basically a signal to our bodies of like, are we safe or not? You know, um, you know, so stress can come in many forms. It can come in the form of eating something inflammatory, for instance, you know, something that our body sees as a threat, <laughs> you know, when our body's under threat for any reason, whether it's famine, whether, you know, we're stuck eating some Franken foods instead of real whole foods, or we are actually in a stressful situation where we feel threatened at work or in our home or, 
you know, just some kind of perceived threat. It is not a safe environment to reproduce. So that is what the signal that is going into your, into your body is saying. And so when you break it down like that, it's kind of more simple. It's kind of easier for us to understand like why, you know, certain foods are going to decrease our, you know, hormone balance and why, you know, what that actually leads to in terms of decreasing our fertility and, and like the reasons, like the, the downstream effects of those, those different factors. Hey everyone, it's Yasmin here. In 2020, I was struggling with some debilitating health stuff. I just got off birth control and suddenly I had acne, mood swings, breast tenderness, and really painful periods. I tried so many things, but the one thing that worked was something called seed cycling. I know you're probably thinking, seed cycling? What the heck is that? It's a natural way to support your hormones using four specific seeds throughout your cycle. The challenge is that seed cycling can be a little complicated to do and kind of time consuming. So I decided to make an organic seed cycling product that is so easy to use. We make it effortless effortless for anyone to get started today. It's called Bia and it's a super easy way to add something powerful to your diet to support your hormones, regulate your cycle, and bring back balance. To learn more about Bia and join our community with thousands of incredible women all over the world, go to BiaWellness.com and that's spelled B-E-E-Y-A Wellness.com and check out the show notes for our promo code to get $10 off your first purchase. Thanks so much for listening and now let's get back to today's episode. You know, we were talking about functional medicine being expensive for some people. And I've been in the space of functional medicine for a long time. And I always encourage people, I mean, health is wealth, right? We know that. So for me, it's like functional medicine is an investment in your health. And I always look at it that way. We can spend so much money on technology and different things, but I always encourage people like your health is the most important thing that you can spend money on. And so if you have the ability to find a functional medicine practitioner, I always recommend it. But for people who are, you know, they go see their primary care, that's really all that they have access to. And they're maybe struggling with intense PMS or infertility, or, you know, they suspect that something's going on. What are some questions? What are some things they can ask their doctor to encourage a deeper conversation, how can they avoid maybe some of the medical gaslighting that goes on these days? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's really difficult. (laughs) You know, like you said, you know, I always encourage people to go to functional medicine too. And, you know, luckily the good news is there are a lot more affordable options now in terms of functional medicine care. Like, you know, we offer our women's health group, you know, we're going to create one that's virtual that people can access from any state, you know, eventually. And we really want to do that because there's so many people, so many women, especially who need this type of support and investigation as to what's going on in their, in their bodies. I mean, the problem with, you know, conventional medicine and conventional doctors, you know, I'm, I'm a family medicine, you know, board certified MD. I went through that training. There was literally like no talk about women's hormones. There was no talk about how to balance a woman's cycle, you know, how different nutrients can be involved, how something like seed cycling, you know, could be useful because it gives you things like magnesium and zinc and fiber and like why those are so important for a woman's cycle. And like, there was just no talk about that at all. And it's just unfortunate. I just, I don't know if um, there's a way that you can talk to a strictly conventional 
medical practitioner to really get what you need. I mean, if anything, I would even recommend that someone get their labs done. You know, you know, we can go into labs that, that I recommend. They could even go to a functional nutritionist or, you know, a functional like nurse health coach or functional registered dietitian. But someone that has like some concept of, you know, a breadth of the breadth of knowledge that's out there in terms of nutrition, lifestyle, you know, stress, um, you know, all of these, you know, kind of like basic life support, you know, for women's health things that a conventional doctor just will not be trained in at all. So that would be my, that would be my recommendation. Yeah. And I, and I think the good news about so many of the recommendations that come from functional medicine doctors is they're pretty much all low hanging fruit. And they're all things that people have control over in their day-to-day lives. And it's not like there's one perfect diet for one person and one perfect diet. We could all benefit from eating like more whole foods, exercising more, sleeping more. So I feel like with the plethora of education out there right now, people can kind of take their health into their own hands with all of these like very simple habits that practitioners like you recommend. Yeah, 100%. You know, those, the, the habits are the foundation for health, you know, those types of things. Of course, you know, some women do have some pretty major underlying issues that need to be addressed more fully. And we definitely realize that in our women's health group, for instance, you know, we ran a group with like 20 women and we did a lab panel for them. Um, you know, they had various different symptoms. It was not like a cohort of any particular group of symptoms. It was just health and hormones. So women came in with all kinds of different things, fatigue, like really nonspecific symptoms, maybe gut issues, maybe irregular cycle, maybe acne, inability to lose weight, you know, all these like nonspecific symptoms that women do tend to get gaslit for just kind of saying, oh, you need to eat less or, you know, just all these really frustrating, frustrating pieces of advice that that women get that are not investigative at all. And after doing that lab panel, we saw, you know, people had Hashimoto's disease, people had inflammatory markers that were off, people had prediabetes, people had overt hypothyroidism. Um, pretty much everyone had nutrient deficiencies, you know, so it was like very eye opening, I think for them to realize like, wow, like there's actually information out there that I can get that will help lead me to the right, in the right path to get, to get me to optimal health. And, you know, going to the conventional doctor isn't necessarily going to help with that. Yeah. I'd love to talk about those labs actually. Yeah. As what, what were you going to say? Something? A million dollar question. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was talking to somebody, a BIA community member a few weeks ago. She had debilitating periods since she could remember. She was probably in her fifties at this point. She was diagnosed with endometriosis. And I said, oh, has your doctor, you have all these reproductive issues. Has your doctor ever run your hormone panel? Have they ever looked at your blood? Like she was like, I didn't, I haven't done any of that stuff. And I thought, wow, that's crazy. She's in her fifties at this point and none of this has been addressed. So let's talk about the labs. What are the labs that you recommend for women who are struggling with hormonal imbalances? It's a pretty wide, you know, wide ranging panel. And I can kind of talk about, you know, why that is. Um, and we can definitely like post this somewhere for people to look at. Um, but you know, of course, when you think about your hormones, you want to get the basic hormones tested, like estrogen, estradiol, 
progesterone, testosterone. And we always like to throw in this adrenal hormone, DHEA, it's DHEAS or sulfate. And it's an adrenal hormone that is tied with adrenal stress, but it's also kind of an androgen. So it's high in like people with PCOS, for instance. So those are kind of like the basic reproductive hormones that are so important for us to know what's going on. However, you know, when you go to a conventional doctor, they might have you, you know, check your estrogen progesterone level, but, you know, keep in mind our estrogen progesterone levels are fluctuating dramatically throughout our cycle. So if you check that level on your period, it's going to be dramatically different from when you check it when you're ovulating. So you need to be told, you know, here, I want you to check those levels on you know, mid luteal, like day 21 of your cycle, which is what we do a lot of times to check for progesterone rise, which indicates ovulation or, you know, another time. But a lot of times people are getting their hormones checked. They're like, oh, they're in normal range, you know, but it's like normal range for what, you know? So that's, (laughs) that's a really big piece of the puzzle that we, that we need to make sure people are getting. Um, And then, you know, in terms of thyroid, like thyroid, Thyroid hormones, I mean, there's a massive panel, like nine markers that we get for our our patients. A lot of times you go to the doctor, you ask for a thyroid test, they get just TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, which is a pituitary hormone, which reacts to, you know, low or high levels of thyroid hormone in your body. And based on that, they say, okay, you're all good or you're not. There's such a bigger piece to this, to this puzzle you have to look at, you know, the actual thyroid hormones, T4 and T3. What, you know, what are those levels? Does this person have Hashimoto's disease? So the way that we would find out is two antibody levels, um, anti-TPO antibody and anti-thyroglobulin antibody. If a person has Hashimoto's disease, not only do they maybe have a thyroid condition, but they have an autoimmune condition, which, you know, opens up a whole other world of, things that we can do to help, especially like gut health and things that, you know, relate to your immune system. So getting a full thyroid panel, that is essential for a woman who's going through any kind of hormonal issue because one in eight women has a thyroid condition. So it's just absolutely necessary that we run that kind of, that kind of panel. Um, Nutrient levels. I always like to get things like vitamin D, B12, homocysteine, and then iron studies. Those nutrients are, you know, some of the most important ones. In our, you know, initial visits, we also get magnesium, zinc, omega-3s. You know, we run a ton of, you know, nutrients on our patients, but at a bare minimum, you know, getting B12, vitamin D. I mean, these things are so critical to our hormone production and function. Um, And then iron studies, you know, some women have really heavy periods and they could be really suffering because they're, they're just walking around with anemia, overt iron deficiency, hair falling out, thyroid's not working. And all of that can be from iron deficiency. So that's really important, like full iron studies with including a ferritin level Um, and then metabolic markers. You know, a lot of times women have hormone issues because they're metabolically imbalanced. You know, maybe they have high insulin or, you know, they have, they're pre-diabetic glucose levels are off. I mean, that's like picture perfect PCOS for a, a younger woman. Or if you're an older woman, like perimenopause, menopause, then that type of insulin resistance can cause, you know, terrible periods, terrible, like perimenopausal symptoms. So getting that information of like, you know, do we have to think about 
insulin resistance and like, you know, really focus on nutrition that can help with that. Um, and then inflammatory markers, um, you know, those are really important too, like H high sensitivity CRP or C-reactive protein. Um, ferritin is also like an inflammatory marker. So we like to look at that too, because what if there's inflammation in the body? Of course, your, your body is going to feel out of whack. You know, of course your hormones are not going to be balanced and your reproduction goes down. Um, and that can be underlying, you know, without someone even knowing. And, um, we also, I also recommend liver markers like AST and ALT. If a woman has, or if anyone has metabolic syndrome, metabolic issues, insulin resistance, your liver can get inflamed um, because basically what your body does with all that excess glucose is it starts putting it in your liver in the form of fat. Um, and that will cause liver inflammation. It's really important to know whether there where the there's liver inflammation involved. Not only is that affecting you know inflammation in your body and what that does in general, but your liver needs to detox. It's it's involved in estrogen metabolism and estrogen excretion. So that has implications for you know hormone imbalance in multiple ways. So that those are kind of my main you know really really important labs you know. Um, we definitely go much deeper than that when we actually have a patient working one-on-one -on -one with us. Um, but those are essential. Like if, if a woman is suffering from any kind of hormonal imbalance and, you know, it's not easy to get your conventional doctor to order those things because not only are they going to say, you know, sorry, your insurance is not going to cover that. Um, they're also not really going to know exactly how to interpret these labs, um, because they're just not necessarily trained for that. So something a way a work around that is we actually have some direct to consumer labs that we um that we you know work with and partner with so that people can get these more extensive panels at an affordable price like if you tried to get a panel like that through your insurance and say they denied it you could be stuck with a bill for like you know a thousand or a couple thousand dollars because of the way that labs inflate their prices to get paid minimally by insurance companies it's just a whole like game that they play but unfortunately it leaves the patient sometimes with enormous bills for for labs like i mean i have a patient who was you know the lab charged them like 250 dollars for a vitamin d test i mean we can get that test for our patients for like under 20 dollars. Wow. so it's it's kind of it's really sad i mean the way that our system works like that um, but we can work around it. You know, we can use companies like Inside Tracker and Ulta Labs mm -hmm. to get people panels that are more extensive. Um, through Inside Tracker, I usually recommend the panel, the like ultimate panel, which is 45 biomarkers. Um, the cost is $699, but we do have a 20% off code, Prime Health Pro 20. Um, so that should be helpful. The only thing I really don't like about that panel is that it does not come with a full thyroid panel. It just comes with TSH. So if, you know, if you're a woman who has a family history of thyroid disease or has any hypothyroid symptoms at all, which there's so many that, you know, if you're feeling off, then you most likely have at least one hypothyroid symptom. Um, then, you know, I recommend you probably go with the Ulta Labs option which um, if you go to ultalabs.com slash prime health, you can get a 43 biomarker um, mark, marker test for about $500. 
And it does include the full thyroid panel and all the labs that I mentioned. So those are two options for people that are really trying to dig into what's going on in their health. And I know that that's not necessarily going to be affordable for everybody. It's a, it's still a big chunk of money. Um, and yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that there, that there isn't a better way to do that. Well, I'm glad that there's options at least, because like you were saying, vitamin D being like 250 with your provider, imagine doing all I can eat. It like worries me even <laughs> think about how much it would be to go through your doctor. So it's amazing that at least there are some other options people can try and, one thing you mentioned earlier when we were talking about labs is the importance of getting, I believe you said that your estrogen and progesterone at the right time of the month, because I want to dig into that because I did go to my OBGYN. This was before my own, like be a journey and dealing with my hormones through functional medicine. And I was like, I'm feeling off. Can you do my hormone panel? And she was like, I don't think so. Like, what are your symptoms? And I kind of pushed for it. So we did do it. I get it back. Of course, I don't know what it says, but she's like, no, you're normal. And later I figured out, oh, like not only is there a definition of normal different, but did you take your, you know, your estrogen progesterone at this time of the month? And I was like, no, I just kind of rolled up and did it anytime. So can you clarify anyone who's listening, like when they should be tracking those markers if they go in and get their blood test? Yeah, definitely. That's so important. Um, and the doctors that might do this better are fertility doctors, like reproductive endocrinologists. Um, they tend to do your testing, you know, to kind of gauge your fertility. It's not going to say anything about, you know, the more nuanced things that functional medicine doctors work with, like estrogen dominance or estrogen metabolites. And we can talk about like tests for that, which can play a big role in, in overall hormone symptoms. But in terms of fertility, you know, if you go to an REI doctor or an OB-GYN, you know, they might have you do your tests, like do an estrogen and an FSH level on day, like two or three of your cycle. And that can give you insight as to, you know, whether you have a pretty good follicular or egg reserve or not. Um, so they're looking for, you know, estrogen like under 50 and like FSH under 10. And that can sometimes tell you, you know, what's going on from a fertility standpoint. If you get your labs checked, like we usually do for our women, who are menstruating around day 21, or that's if you have like a 28 day cycle, mm. say if you have a 30 day cycle, you add two days to that. So then you get, get it done on like day 23. Like that's for me, for instance. Um, but that would be mid luteal, basically between ovulation and your period coming your next period coming. That is the time where we can check estrogen and progesterone. And we want to see progesterone above like somewhere around 10 or above that will that will indicate like strong ovulation like a good robust progesterone response unfortunately it's not possible to always catch it on the perfect day and like the perfect like whatever like six hour period that your progesterone happens to be at its highest so don't get too discouraged if it's not exactly that high it doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're not ovulating or that you don't have a good progesterone response it's probably that more likely that you just missed it if you are certainly ovulating from other, other parameters that you can use, like an LH spike or something like that. Um, but you know that's really helpful in in learning those type that type of information. But you know in functional medicine we do dig a lot deeper. Like we do a lot of um, Dutch testing, which is something that might people might know about. It's a pretty in depth hormone test through urine and saliva, where we can actually look at your estrogen metabolites 
And that's really helpful because when women are creating more harmful or inflammatory, like more oxidative metabolites, when they're when they're transforming um, estrogen into a form that can be eliminated through urine, um, you know, those metabolites can actually cause a lot of issues. Like they've even been associated with breast cancer and, um, you know, estrogen dominance type effect. And that can be really useful information because then we can give certain nutrients to our patients like DIM, methane, um, which can work wonders for a woman's PMS symptoms. So it's, it's really helpful to do a little bit more in-depth testing with that. You know, we do also get from that Dutch test, a cortisol curve. That's also another test that I find incredibly informative for our patients. I mean, a lot of times we feel like we're, you know, not too stressed, like, oh, it's just normal for me, you know, not, you know, just feels like everybody else. But then once you get the data that's showing you, oh, wow, like I'm making like way too much cortisol, or maybe like I'm making no cortisol, it can be very validating for people to see that and recognize like, okay, so there actually is something going on here that there now are solutions for. So I really like that Dutch test because we can get so much more information than just even a blood test. You know, we have a friend who's a functional medicine doctor, and I remember her saying, I, I prefer treating men over women because women's bodies are so complicated. And it's true. yeah, it's, it's very fascinating just hearing you kind of talk about all of the different elements that women need to consider and why Yasmin and I are such huge advocates of women understanding their cycles, understanding when they're ovulating, like our bodies give us signs and like paying attention to them and mm -hmm. understanding them and tracking them. I swear they should teach women's health in high school or something where it's like just understanding yes. a woman's body and all of the different things. And I'm sure men could even benefit from that. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'd love to talk about maybe some other lifestyle habits or low hanging things that you recommend to your women patients every single day to just kind of very simple things that can kickstart their health journey? Maybe what are your top three things that we can all benefit from? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think women especially have trouble, you know, standing up for themselves sometimes, asking for help, um, you know, giving themselves what they need. Uh, I think these are things that you know, you can, you can say that all you want, but how do we actually put that into practice? You know, and something that I would recommend for all women is at least like 30 to 60 minutes a day of you time for self-care specifically. And that doesn't mean like, you know, cooking a meal for everybody, you know, it's like you just, you, you know, get a workout in, you know, go to that yoga class, you know, do that meditation um, take a bath, you know, um, smelling some essential oils, whatever, you know, go for a walk, whatever brings you joy, like truly. I think that that is so essential. And a lot of women, especially women with full-time jobs and multiple children and all of these responsibilities, I think it can get so lost in the, in the chaos and the mix. And I've seen it so much with my patients where they just cannot seem to carve out that time for themselves. And it can just have so many downstream repercussions in terms of their mental, emotional, like spiritual, and even physical health over time. Um, and so that is, that is my main advice. If I had to give like one piece of advice to everybody, 
Um, of course, you know, what you do with that time, it can change day to day. Maybe you only have 20 or 30 minutes. So maybe you choose to meditate one day. Maybe you choose to, you know, go for a walk some of the other days, you know, do some type of physical exercise or read a book that you find really invigorating and, and exciting, you know, um, you know, those things that really nurture your soul. I mean, those are things that I think can get overlooked a lot. And sometimes people just want an easy fix and they just want to take a pill or, you know, do something that requires them, you know, a lot of effort. But I think, I think that women really need to harness that yin energy, that kind of like calming energy. And in a world that is so, you know, masculine driven, and I've found this is like speaking from my own personal experience too, where like, you know, I, I own a business, I'm a medical doctor, I'm a mother, a wife, you know, there's a lot of roles that I play um, that require me to be a doer and really task oriented and, you know, um, really hardworking. And, and I do thrive in that environment, but if I don't balance myself and give myself that time, that downtime, like time to meditate, time to just sit with myself and, you know, drink some tea or, you know, something really calming like that, I can get really out of whack, out of balance. Like I can tell my hormones are off. Like my libido gets shot. You know, I don't, you know, I don't want anything to do with my husband, you know, in those situations, <laughs> I just feel like too masculine in my role, I think. Um, so getting, getting that kind of like yin energy, like really harnessing that. I think that's something that all women need in their lives. I love that. I'm just like nodding my head because it's something, you know, can I talk a lot about like similar to you, you know, we're, we're just like so passionate about the business. You know, I feel like I'm always going and that's my natural tendency, but it's so important to just pause and tap into that. I love how you said like the yin energy because I don't think I've ever tapped into that my whole life. Like even like thinking about how I was as a kid, I was always a doer and like wanting to do things. And then I went into like the corporate world and that just made me even more masculine. So it's something I think about a lot because, you know, I do want to tap into more of the joy and the feminine energy when I can. And I think the balance of it is really important. And it doesn't mean that you can't be that go-getter and do all those things that you want. That's beautiful. But take that hour a day, like you said, you know, to, to whatever that means, a walk. For me, I love taking like an Epsom salt bath. It's crazy how afterwards I feel genuinely like so calm. It's the best hack in the world. I think one of the doctors on our podcast talked about it and I was like, I'm going to do it. But I love that being your number one recommendation because I think we don't, we as women don't even think about how do we like bring joy in our lives? Like what do we want? So I'm just so passionate about that. I feel like I can talk about it for hours, but I love that. <laughs> That's the number one thing you bring up because you see patients, you know, all the time. And can I see women with Bia and we ask questions, you know, we, we become friends with a lot of our followers and we're all just so similar. Like just spend that, if you can find time to just tap into that yin energy, it would be amazing. It's actually super interesting if you think about it from like a, from a hormone standpoint too. Like how I mentioned DHEA is this hormone from the adrenal glands. It goes up when you're under a lot of stress. So it, it can be an amazing hormone. Like it actually helps mm -hmm. us a lot through times where we need it, like cortisol too. But the problem is chronic elevation, it's actually turns into testosterone. It is an androgen. So it's actually very fascinating because the way I'm saying, you know, 
we kind of get into our masculine energy, like go, go, go stress, you know, working all the time, you know, not giving enough time to ourselves and for like reflection and introspection as you know, women are kind of meant to be, um, it literally changes your hormones. A hundred percent. I think Gen Z calls it they're in their soft girl era. And I like, <laughs> yes, it's the soft girl era. Everybody's like, we got to get back to being like, soft and yes, wow. because I, I kind of feel that. like, you know, Gen X and our generation, we were more like, we got to, we got to, we're girl bosses. Yes. But now this new generation is coming in and saying, well, let's, you know, let's find the softness again, which is really beautiful. Oh, that um, is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. A hundred percent. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us and talking to us about functional medicine. If people want to reach out to you or get in touch with your clinic or join the women's group, what can they do? So the best place to find us is our website, primehealthdenver.com. You can book a free consultation where you can talk on the phone with one of our uh, wellness managers and talk about your specific situation, how we can work with you. We have various options on how to do that. So you know, it's a really nice way to figure out, you know, what, how we can best work with you. Um, we also have group calls now, like every other Friday, you can get on a group call where one of our providers will talk about functional medicine. Um, you can ask specific questions there. So that's a really nice way to get information and see if you want to work with us too. And our Instagram is Prime Health Denver as well. So you can get in touch with us there as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for doing Thank this. You, Thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind Her Empire. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean the world to me if you would consider leaving a review or even sharing this episode with someone who might be inspired to create their own empire. To stay updated on new episodes or join our private community, visit BehindHerEmpire.com to sign up. We send inspiring and short emails every week to your inbox. I'll see you next week. And until then, remember, you're always in charge of your own destiny and it's never too late to start your own empire.